Welcome to Healing at the Speed of Light. Every week, we discuss how laser therapy is changing healthcare and how you can benefit. Now, here is your host and founder of Laser Therapy Institute, Dr. Jason Roundtree. Hello, welcome back this week to Healing at the Speed of Light. This is your weekly laser therapy podcast. And what we do on the podcast is talk about the science and usefulness of laser therapy for health conditions and how it can apply to you and what you're going through or what you and your loved ones are dealing with right now. And today, just like the title says, we're going to be talking about rheumatoid arthritis. Rheumatoid arthritis can present in both kids and adults. Very similar processes, but of course, uh, a little bit of difference between the way that these work. Now, before I go any further, let me just say that whenever I can, I like to bring in information from scientific studies so that that way it's not just me up here talking about the things that I know or that I think I know. We're actually looking at published research, and that's exactly what we're going to be doing today. We're looking at a study that was published in September of 2020, so just a few months ago, published in the International Journal of Molecular Sciences, and the title of this is a mouthful, but it's Molecular and Cellular Mechanisms of Arthritis in Children and Adults, New Perspectives on Applied Photobiomodulation. So to break that down into English, basically that is arthritis and what we know about light therapy for the mechanisms of how arthritis works. And in particular, these researchers are talking about rheumatoid arthritis and the many different types that that has. So what is rheumatoid arthritis? Well, in general, you're talking about an autoimmune inflammatory joint condition. And that means that you have an activation of the body's immune system in a manner that is actually unhealthy to the body and focused in particular on the joints. So what this does is it leads to cartilage and bone destruction or erosion as well as eventually some level of disability sometimes even blindness or stunted growth in children so it can be a very significant uh, condition not just involving the joints but really the entire body because it's an autoimmune inflammatory condition now this isn't inflammation like you can take a couple of ibuprofen for this is a very significant malfunctioning of the immune system process So I'm going to go ahead and bring you a quote, uh, a couple of quotes from this paper. And I I like bringing quotes out from the paper because it's a 38-page paper. And if you're anything (laughs) like the average person, you're not going to just sit down and read through every page here. So if I can bring you some of the highlights and help you understand what's happening and and why it's happening in the body the way it is, hopefully that'll help you expand your knowledge of what is going on when somebody says rheumatoid arthritis. So the researchers say that the pathogenesis, or the the way that begins, Uh, for systemic arthritis manifested in childhood and adulthood is multifactorial, unclear, and very complex, which is kind of like that sentence I just read. Multifactorial, unclear, and very complex. Basically saying we, we don't really know all that much about it, but we do know that the body's innate immunity plays an important role by activating neutrophils and macrophages, which are a couple of immune system blood cells. Uh, white blood cells, and they say as well as the adaptive immunity, which is the way that the body changes its immune response to foreign invasion and threats and things like that. But it does that by increasing the percentage of pro-inflammatory cytokines. So a couple of things to bring up here. White blood cells are a major factor, these neutrophils and macrophages, as well as these pro-inflammatory cytokines, which are cellular signalers. Now, I could give you the whole list of those, but we'll just leave it at that. Understand that we've got white blood cell activity and immune system signalers that really shouldn't be there. 
They go on to say that, in fact, the characteristic inflammatory process in rheumatoid arthritis is achieved by the abundance of inflammatory-promoting cytokines in counterbalance with inhibitory cytokines, intracellular communication, immune responses, and boosting cell movement to territories of inflammatory infectious or post-traumatic conflict. I know that's a lot of technical speak, but that's kind of the cellular mechanisms of what's happening. We've got the immune system basically going nuts in areas that are maybe a little inflamed or infected, or if they've been uh, affected by some kind of trauma. So all these immune cells and these cell signalers start to drive up this process of inflammation to the point that it starts to damage even the healthy tissues of your own body. And again, very focused on the joints when we're talking about rheumatoid arthritis. Now there is so much more to it, but that's where I'm going to just stop and not get any more technical on the mechanisms. If you'd like to know more about the mechanisms of rheumatoid arthritis, this paper has about another 10 pages of information on there. You can Google this paper and pull it up, or even shoot me an email, info at lasertherapyinstitute.org, and I'd be happy to get you some more information on this particular process. But let's go ahead and push on to what most patients are concerned about, and that is, okay, if that's what rheumatoid arthritis is, how do I know if I have it or not? How is it diagnosed? And that has to start with a three-part process. Number one is getting a good medical exam. You have to be examined so your doctor can know kind of what's going on and then order the right level of testing. The testing that might need to be ordered is some blood testing to look for specific markers, like rheumatoid factor is one, uh, but there's several others that should be checked for. And if you want to know what those others are, they have names like CCP, ANA, CRP, and ESR. If you're getting blood tests done for an inflammatory type arthritis, you're probably going to see all those on your blood work. And not all of them may be positive or may be showing signs of problems, but that having those different signs will help your doctor determine which exact type of arthritis you have that's going on. Also, your doctor is probably going to order some x-rays or even diagnostic ultrasound or MRI to evaluate the status of the affected areas and really visualize what that inflammatory process looks like. So putting those three together, the exam findings, the blood test findings, and the imaging findings will give your doctor a good idea on what's going on. They should be able to give you a pretty accurate diagnosis for the problem. Okay, what's next? Once you know what the problem is and you know whether or not you have it, if you do have it, what do you do next? Well, you start talking about treatment. So all treatments for rheumatoid arthritis should aim to reduce the pain, maintain joint function, improve well-being, and prevent disability and associated comorbidities, things like blindness and, and stunted growth, things like that, right? So they say that early use of intra-articular steroid therapy and methotrexate, as well as non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs, uh, can be helpful with reducing the dysfunction and pain and symptoms of rheumatoid arthritis, but... With medications, they say the results are not as we expected because there are partial responses or non-responsive patients to these compounds. There are high therapeutic costs, there are side effects, and so on. Therefore, we must turn our attention to other therapeutic modalities to induce disease remission. What other therapeutic modalities might be available? Well, let's look at two of the reasons that these researchers said they did this review in the first place. They say one of the objectives of this review was to raise awareness and send a signal to rheumatologists on the need to change the treatment paradigms for arthritis through innovative therapies to stop the perpetuation of the disease from childhood to adulthood, the side effects, the inefficiency in some cases, and the high current costs in order to overcome this human and economic burden. 
Another reason they wrote this review was to promote light or laser therapies as an important complementary and alternative method, which has become increasingly known around the world in recent decades for reducing pain and sometimes even eliminating the cause of the pain itself, for inducing early remission before common destructive changes in joints begin in all arthritis forms. They say even for undoing arthritis. That's some very strong wording when we're talking about arthritic processes and inflammatory arthritis conditions like rheumatoid arthritis in kids and adults. So using laser therapy and light therapies early on to start the remission process to stop this before it gets too bad. They're saying this is one of the main reasons they wrote this whole review in the first place. So what is laser therapy and why is it something that should be used in rheumatoid arthritis? Well, if you've been with us on the podcast at all, you know that when we're talking about laser therapy, we're talking about a stimulatory, non-invasive level of light that is delivered to tissues that are damaged or injured or irritated in order to stimulate the body's natural healing processes. We're not talking about things like laser hair removal uh, or body contouring or anything like that. We're simply using light, the right colors of light, at the right intensities to encourage the body's own repair and regeneration mechanisms. Again, I'll give you a few quotes from this paper. They say that in recent years, photobiomodulation, or laser therapy, has become an increasingly mainstream modality, especially in the areas of physical medicine and rehabilitation. Today, photobiomodulation is widely used worldwide in a variety of pathologies in adult and pediatric medicine. It is a natural treatment that provides the living cells with an energy source in the form of photons. Photons are a little packet of energy that is uh, how light is transmitted. They say, when correctly applied, laser therapy has the following main clinical effects. Improvement of blood circulation and activation of microcirculation. Enhancement of collagen synthesis promotion of tissue regeneration, influence on skin receptors with the increase of pain threshold or reducing the amount of pain sensitivity, also the improvement of nerve conductivity, acupuncture point stimulation, anti-inflammatory, anti-allergic, and antiseptic effects. They say that light therapy is able to reset all the body's self-organizing mechanisms starting from the nucleus at the center of the cell to the cellular membranes and that it is non-invasive and painless with very few side effects. The researchers say that laser therapy heightens the energy, triggering self-organizing phenomena and tissue repair, bringing relief of physical pain or symptoms, and governing the interplay of the oxidative stress by playing multiple roles. It can actually induce cell proliferation and enhance stem cell differentiation, assisting rejuvenation and normalizing cellular functions. And that's important when we're talking about white blood cells that are a major part of rheumatoid arthritis and why it does the things that it does. And while laser therapy might be something your doctor doesn't know much about, or something you haven't heard about much before, realize this is not something that is just brand new on the scene. These researchers say that based on more than 30 years of research and treatments in their laboratory, they could really emphasize that photobiomodulation, or laser therapy, is a natural, non-invasive, effective, and well-proved method of treatment for many bodily disorders, including rheumatoid arthritis. Again, this is from a brand new study, just a few months old, and it is very strong language saying that we should be using laser therapy in the early stages of rheumatoid arthritis to start to put a halt to this disease and put it into early remission, maybe even without having to go into the use of medications. 
especially in kids, but even in adults. Now, as a patient, how do you get on board with this? How do you pursue this? Well, one of the best things you can do is go to our website, lasertherapyinstitute.org. You can find a provider near you that has the right equipment and the right training to be able to help you out with the evaluation and management of rheumatoid arthritis conditions and really any arthritic conditions, whether it's kids or adults. Again, lasertherapyinstitute.org, click on our clinics, and it'll take you straight to a map where you can see who's near you. If you're having trouble finding somebody, shoot me an email, info at lasertherapyinstitute.org. I love to talk about laser. I love to connect you with somebody that can help you. And I think we're going to see more and more studies like this one that are being published with very strong language supporting the use of laser therapy, sometimes in replacement of drug therapies. So let us know if you have questions, and in the meantime, stay tuned. We'll bring you more research and more data every week right here on the podcast. Subscribe to this weekly podcast for more great information. Find a certified laser therapy clinic near you at lasertherapyinstitute.org. If you're a healthcare provider, check out our practitioner-focused Laser Therapy Institute podcast. Thanks for listening.